Welcome to the Green Phoenix's Mylar, my look at recovery. This is a podcast that will be focusing on mental health, understanding recovery, and restoring a voice to those who it has been taken from. Good afternoon and welcome back to my look at recovery joined with Pastor Larry Grayway. Over the last few episodes, we have been looking at the parable of the sower, and today we're going to look at the fourth part, the the good soil, and because he's trained in this and I'm not, I'm going to let him read it, that and I really hate reading out loud, so take it away, Larry. Yeah, good morning. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, we've been doing kind of some leadership and uh, not so much leadership, but just growth principles for our lives based off of the parable of the sower. Um, You don't have to you don't have to fully believe in the Bible to take the principles that are there. Um, And this is a parable that Jesus told uh, to his followers. I want to kind of read to it. We're wrapping it up today, but I want to read the the whole part of it. It's out of Matthew 13. It's found in other places, but Matthew 13 uh, says, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon withered under the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on the fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears should hear and listen and understand. Then he goes down uh, a little later and gives an explanation down to verse 18. It says, "No." now listen to the explanation of the parable of the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their heart. The seed that fell on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word, and it produces a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. So we've talked about these different... uh, sections, you know, the hard soil being somebody that is unteachable. Uh, So when you're talking about going through trauma, you're talking about recovery, you're talking about impact of uh, whatever situation that may be, somebody that's unteachable, you can't help them get past that trauma because they don't, they don't listen and they don't take steps to get help. They just think, well, I, I am what I am, or I can do it on my own or whatever that may be. And so they don't tend to go anywhere. And you have the rocky soil, which talks about how, yeah, they're really excited in the beginning, but as soon as it gets hard and as soon as it gets difficult, they they quickly fade away. 
that's probably the majority of us in some level. We do that all the time. Uh, how many have made New Year's resolutions? You know, and by January 15th, you forgot what you even wrote. So, you know, we see those things happen. And then the thorny or weedy soil uh, represents distractions, misplaced ambition, um, activities and things in our lives that get in the way of us growing and moving forward. There's sometimes our excuses. There's sometimes our crutches. It could be a lot of different things that get in the way of us actually growing, which leads us to today, which is the good soil. I'm gonna ask you before we jump into this, Heather, because I love to ask you questions. What do you think of when you think of good soil? When we first talked about this together, even before we started recording the first episode, when we were going through this, you gave a, an analogy, and I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but one of the things that you pointed out was for things to grow, you need sunlight and water and uh, usually a healthy helping of manure, which is the nice way to say it. Mm-hmm. And I think those it's true and, and that's necessary for good soil. And if, if you think about good soil, there's all the different nutrients and things that are in there. And so I think as it relates back to our lives, that's true. And it's part of the whole health. We need to have those nutrients, not only the, the physical health side of the nutrients, which vitamins and minerals and healthy food apparently is important, and sleep and water and all that fun stuff. But you also need the those nutrients and the way of people really pouring into you positively, really building you up and encouraging you and and instead of tearing you down, but in, in just words. Okay. Now you, you, you mentioned some great things. So when we're talking about our lives, we're talking about how we live and moving past these different things. My parents, we had a, a half acre of land growing up. And my parents took at least a third of that and turned it into a garden every year. And so I got to see, and growing up in Michigan, we had good soil for growing. That's why most of the Midwest has farms everywhere. Um, So I grew up, even though I was in a suburb of Flint, Michigan, um, there were still a lot of farms and a lot of farmland. And so in order for that land, as good as the soil was, the farmers worked constantly to make that soil better. I remember as a punishment, we went through, we'd ride our three-wheelers through fields, and we one year rode through the side of a field that was growing alfalfa, and the farmer did not like that our three-wheelers were making paths in his field. We Now, we did it on the side. We didn't just run right through it. Um, didn't really think much of it as teenagers. But the punishment was that we were going to come in and take out rocks out of that field to get rocks out. 
So when you think about a farmer that's cultivating, and we had a garden, my, my dad would disc that garden every year. And every year there'd be new rocks. And what did we talk about the rocks? The rocks were the things that kept the roots from going down deep. They were the hard things in our lives. And so every year we're taking rocks out to make that soil better. And then what did I have to do? And I complained about it every time we'd plant these, the different vegetables and things that were going in the garden. And I'd have to go out and weed the garden. So we talked about those weeds and thorns and things like that. We had to pull those things out for our plants to get the nutrients that they needed because they'd be fighting with these weeds and distractions that would come into our lives. And, and so all of those things were components of healthy soil is preparing that soil. So for our lives, we're constantly rooting out the things getting the rocks out or as we talked about sometimes the rocks so big we we find ways around it or whatever but we're working through our problems and our issues and then the the distractions we're cutting those distractions out sometimes it's bad relationships sometimes it's bad habits addictions it could be a lot of things that keep our soil of our lives churned up but then you mentioned the manure Manure, which uh, if you're not familiar with that term, is usually cow, sometimes horse, but generally cow excrement. That because the cow and it's rich in nutrition. And, and when you grow a garden, you get fertilizers and things. It's generally made out of manure. Um, we had a horse farm down the road and my dad didn't like to use the horse stuff but we'd get it every once in a while because for whatever reason he said it would burn there's something in the horse manure that would actually burn the plants if you use too much of it um so i shoveled a lot of manure we had a truck that that we kept just for that purpose that's all this truck ever did was haul manure and so but all of those things together made the soil good and in our lives we go through manure, we go through situations, difficulties, and things like that, that are not pleasant. Shoveling manure is not a pleasant thing. But what comes out of that, if used properly, is something that produces fruit in our lives. So all of these things together help us to become the people that we want to be. I'd say the people that God created us to be. Our experiences, this trauma and the trials that we go through when we get the right health, when we work with the right people to, and are teachable and have the rocks and the thorns coming out of our soil and that experience, that manure helps us to become stronger. It helps us to become resources, which is what you've done, Heather. You've taken your trauma. And even though you still deal with stuff, every year we'd have to do these things to our garden. It was an, it's not a one and done process. It's a lifelong process. But then what your end result is, is that you're taking all of this experience and you're using it 
in your life. And what it produces, and I love what Scripture says, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 times more than what was planted. You plant one seed, one seed of corn produces ear upon ear upon ear of corn. But it takes all of these steps to produce that in our lives. One of the things that I think often gets overlooked because a lot of people look at the manure in their lives and the thorns and the other things and I think it's because I'm slowly starting to recognize this myself. In order for a seed to grow, it has to be buried under the dirt. And it's going to be as, if you think about being buried, it's dark. There's a lot of heaviness weighted down on you. And so sometimes it, it may feel like all there is is darkness, but eventually you start to push through the dirt and you get that first little flash of light and it can be kind of overwhelming. And I, I think that's something that's often overlooked is that growth is not easy. It's very rarely pleasant. And honestly, I think it's scary which is why a lot of people, myself included, tend to shy away from it. Uh, one of my favorite quotes that I learned when I was going through training to become a certified peer specialist, and it wasn't attributed, <clears throat> but, it, <coughs> excuse me, Fred is being a jerk again. There is no comfort in the growth zone and there is no comfort or growth in the comfort zone and I think what people forget is the comfort zone isn't always pleasant it's just that you become used to it so sometimes you become used to your misery and you're afraid to let go of that because you you know it you're comfortable in it even if you're uncomfortable with it if that makes sense yeah that's the classic um a classic abuse cycle or the reason why people don't leave difficult or abusive situations is because going to the unknown is scarier than coming back and getting beat by their husband or or abused verbally or whatever those things may be and there's other things outside of there, but it's it's what's comfortable. Look, you take take athletes, you would know this with running and everything else. The process to get where you want to be is painful. Um, it's not easy. But that's why we go all the way back to where we started this year. Why? If you know the why of what you're doing, it helps you to endure all of the difficulties because you know that if I do these things, I'm getting closer to my why. I'm accomplishing my why. And that's where the good soil produces these things. And, and one thing to remember that, that a lot of people don't know about farming, growing up in Michigan, you would see this one year, one season, a field would be corn. 
the next season it would be soybeans. Do you know why they do that? I'm guessing for the same reason that they alternate the cotton fields up here because of the different nutrients. Yeah, because corn takes certain nutrients out of the soil. And so to replenish those nutrients, they plant something else that needs different nutrients. And then the byproduct of the corn being, you know, turned into the soil and, and each is reciprocal. Certain plants work better together year after year, but they're constantly rotating. If they do it well, they rotate crops. And so in our lives, we're constantly growing, we're constantly moving, or we should be. We're moving towards these things. And even though we have a good harvest this year, we never stop learning or growing. At least I hope we don't. Because what we do is eventually when we stop learning and growing, what happens? We're what? Dying. Dying. We're going the other direction. And so every year we're, we're, we're adding new manure. We're getting the, the new rocks and the new thorns that have come up in our lives out. And we're constantly moving forward. I don't know if I told you this, but I have told a, a couple of people this recently. And it's, it's not something that is easy for me to admit. But there are times that I don't really exactly miss where I was at. But it would be easier for me to be back there because I understood it. I knew what to expect. I knew how to deal with it. And now that I'm, I'm I don't want to go back there because I, I don't fit there anymore. But at the same time, I'm in this period of growth that quite frankly sucks. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard because I can't see where I'm going. I know where I wanna go. I don't wanna believe I'm going in that direction, but I'm in this, this place right now where I am changing. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what to expect because I've never been in this place before. And the fact that I can recognize that I am growing is proof of the growth that I've already made. But it's hard. Mm -hmm. it, it's exhausting at times. And there are times when there is a part of me that wishes that I could go back. But it's like... I used to have this really comfortable sweatshirt and I loved it and it was worn really nicely and I could go and, and when I was upset I could go and I could put it on but if I were to go and try to put it on now it wouldn't fit right and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel right so I, I can't go back and put that old sweatshirt on because I, I no longer it no longer fits the way that it used to and I really hope that made more sense than it sounds like it does now. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to, and we're, we're going to have our, our next episode is going to be kind of wrap up of all these things. Um, I want to just, for just a couple minutes, 
because you don't want to go back to those things. They don't feel right anymore. And there's a lot of things I can say about it. Jesus used farming a lot because because people farmed. That's, you know, they didn't go to grocery stores. There was a market. There's, you know, different people did different things, but the majority of the people grew food and things to survive. So people understood the farming analogies. But even in the Bible, going all the way back to God built some certain rhythms in our lives. Um, and you mentioned something about how it's exhausting and things. We need to build rest into our lives. And that's part of good soil. Um, it wasn't originally my plan, but you know that every seven years, they wouldn't plant anything. That was a Sabbath. from the So to give what it, it did, it gave rest. But it also allowed the nutrients of the soil to replenish. I won't go into all my thoughts on farming in America today, but we have depleted our soil. Our food is probably the worst it's ever been in history. It's why we have so many food allergies and so many issues with food. We've genetically modified and all these other things to try and keep things producing. We've lost the sense of the rhythm of giving a food or giving a, a field to rest. And even growing up in Michigan, there would be fields every so many years, there'd be nothing in that field. They would just let it overgrow. They would plow it and leave it to give it a chance to replenish. So to develop good soil in our lives, we're breaking up that hard soil and that's the teachable part. We're getting the rocks and stuff out. So we're learning how to deal with the, the obstacles and the difficulties that come up. We're weeding it, getting the thorns and the things that suck the nutrients out of what we're trying to grow. The distractions and those things. And then we're cultivating that good soil by putting manure and the proper nutrients in it, going through difficult things, going through all that. And then learning how to rest. Learning how... There are, there are things that God has intrinsically built into us to rest. We are not rewarded for working 24-7. We can do it for a season, but eventually we burn out. Eventually, it's a false facade and we may have success quickly, but it's usually a house of cards that falls apart. Either it falls apart because it's not sustainable, or you fall apart. And usually both happens. They call it burnout. Because we need that natural rhythm of rest. And it's harder for some to get than others. But that's all part of that good soil. And what's really encouraging about this, and this is what I want you to remember as a listener, this work that you're putting into it, this cultivating these steps that you're taking, and yeah, you don't know what the outcome's gonna be. You're trusting that the work's going to go, and, and this is where I want you to hear this. The results may not look like what you think they will. Actually, I can probably pretty much guarantee it. Almost every project and everything I've ever done, I have a vision of what it's gonna be, and sometimes it's close to that vision, but I can't think of a time that it's ever exactly like it. And oftentimes, it turns out to be something completely different and even better than what I envisioned. 
because of that work. Now we're there's failures, there's things along the way where this isn't a you know do A B C and D and everything comes out rosy and you have great things. It's an ongoing process for the rest of our lives. We're growing, we're developing, we're moving forward, we're learning. You know the people that retire and have fruitful retirements are those that constantly learn. They constantly keep themselves active and work towards things. Those that just kind of wither away and die are the ones in retirement that say, well, I'm done. And they plant themselves in front of a TV and kind of wither away. And unfortunately, as human beings, we only have so much time in this life and we want to use it well. So we're constantly learning, growing, cultivating. And as we get to that later season in life, we're taking what we've, what's grown in us and we're pouring it into others and we're helping others. And it's a season that's just the, the cycle of life that if we do it well, then we, we develop this good soil that produces fruit that's beyond what we can imagine. That's beyond what we're capable of on our own. And so that's the beauty of this. It's not easy. It's not magic. It's a principle that was built into us that God showed us through his word that works. So I have a question that just popped into my head and I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. Because if you think about plants, since we're talking about plants, it seemed like a reasonable thing to think about. Mm -hmm. You have an apple seed Mm -hmm. It's just this little bitty seed and it grows up into this humongous apple tree mm -hmm. that eventually bears fruit. Mm -hmm. But then you have another seed, like an avocado pit, mm -hmm. which feels like never actually grows anything. Or a potato that you let and the, the eyes sprout out. Mm -hmm. You can't expect the apple seed to grow into an avocado or into a potato. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think the trap people fall into is they have this expectation or they put expectations on others, especially children, to be this one thing. and. They try to push them and pigeonhole them into this one thing, which just doesn't work. So how do we help people recognize what their seed actually is so that they can grow and be fruitful with who they really are and not who we think they should be? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I don't think we really have time to fully unpack that that's like a whole series in and of itself sorry no it i mean i understand that so i'm gonna i'm gonna make one comment and circle it back around to where we're at um yeah everybody has certain skills abilities and talents 
parents sometimes try to live through their kids through sports or through other activities and push them in, in places. And that's, that's a parenting question that we don't have time to unpack. We really don't. Um, done a lot with parenting over the years and and uh, I think I've got three kids that are only mildly traumatized by our parenting um, but are but seem to be doing pretty well um, when you when we're talking about and I want to circle around this because I want to stay focused on what our focus has been we're going back to a why that's the seed we're gonna grow that now what I want to caution people on is one of the greatest struggles is comparison. We see other people doing the things that we want to do, but we're not them. We can do similar things. We can be in the same field. We can have similar goals. But what comes out of what we produce is going to be naturally a part of who we are and the people we've surrounded ourselves with. All of those elements. And so what's produced is going to look uniquely like you. It's going to have your flair. It's going to have your feelings. It's going to have your uh, pieces to it. I had somebody, I've been counseling with somebody uh, that's not a part of my church, but actually listened to one of my messages and they said, well, you preach like you counsel. Why? Because that's me. It's a unique part of who I am. It's how I see things. It's how I interpret things. It's how I present them. Even with this podcast, it's, it's, it's similar. You put somebody down, same topic, you're going to get a little different look. Although the results may be very similar, they're not going to be exactly the same. So when we're talking about all of these different types of soil and what comes out of it, there is going to be uniquely pieces that are your story. And whatever that why is, it's going to come through your personality, your giftings, your strengths, your weaknesses, and the people that you've surrounded yourself with to encourage you and help you. All of them are going to have their fingerprints on the outcomes. Does that make sense? I think so. Because, yeah. well, go ahead. I don't think I asked the question the way that I intended to, and it's something we can pick up with next time because we're really running out of time today. But it's something I want people to think about, and I would love to get your feedback on this as well. And like I said, we'll pick up with this in the next episode as we are running out of time on this one. Is there any last thoughts you want to leave people with this week? Get good manure. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was just for you, Heather. No, really, this is a lifelong process. We're constantly growing. Even if our whys and our, and our goals change, the process does not. And we're constantly learning and growing. And as we allow this process to happen, we're gonna to continue to produce fruit. And as we learn to trust in these processes better, the fruit will grow exponentially. And it will have impact beyond you. That's pretty much it.
Well, thank you, and thank you for joining us. I hope you will come back. So until next time, have a great day.